Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. In today's episode, I am joined by former Boston University Terrier and current member of the PWHPA, Victoria Bach. Uh, Victoria, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, and how's everything going? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back on, and things are going well, pretty busy, uh, balancing some school, hockey, and uh, coaching, and all the fun stuff, but I'm excited. It's a new year, and um, thanks again for having me on. Yeah, you kind of answered my first question already, but what have you been up to since the last time uh, we've chatted? Obviously, you've done a lot with Hockey Canada and the PWHPA, which we'll get into uh, during this interview. But off the ice, you're telling me how you, you're now going to school for teaching and you're obviously coaching. So what's that been like? Yeah, honestly, it's it's been great. Obviously, great year. Busy year um, leading up to, to September, you know, with being away with Hockey Canada, being centralized and um, getting the chance to play at the World Championships. So that's been um, very eventful and um, had had some great success there and it's been a lot of fun but uh, starting September I actually enrolled in teachers college so I've always uh, dreamt of being a teacher and um, I just it's a passion of mine and so I've been in school full-time which has been great I'm currently in a practicum uh, right now with a grade one class so they have a lot of energy I have a lot of funny stories of the the stuff they tell me and all the things I hear, but um, yeah. On top of that, I'm I'm training with the PWHPA. I'm on Team Scotiabank, um, and I'm still training every day and part of the national team. So it's been a crazy busy year, but um, really enjo- really enjoying it, and um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, how do you balance all that stuff? Because you're probably used to some of it already by playing college hockey, but is it different now uh, being an adult and kind of graduated mm-hmm. from college? Yeah, I honestly found it to be a big adjustment at first. I remember like the first two months, three months of school, I was like, wow, this is what it's like, you know, being out of college for around like four or five years and then going back to college. Um, it's it's pretty demanding. And I think it's just being organized. And for me, it's just planning out every second of my day and kind of having a to-do list. I like to work with a to-do list. So that's just something that's worked for me and used kind of the same thing in college. So it's been treating me pretty well and for the most part so yeah it's all just about balance do your students know that you're like a big time hockey player at all (laughs) well it's actually funny um one of one of my students um the other day this is before the break um they came up to me and they called me by my first name they're like victoria bach and i'm like how do you know my first (laughs) name and and it was funny he's like i was playing a video game and i saw you on the the video game and he's like, I saw you on a YouTube video. So it was really funny. So then they started asking me about, you know, hockey and kind of what I did in my spare time. And um, I actually did a couple presentations with them, you know, on teamwork and a couple of different topics. So I actually brought in my medals for them and let them see it. So that was a pretty special moment. And um, I think they, they really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun. Well, since we've gained some more followers since we last had you on, I did want to re-ask you some questions about your college hockey experience for those that didn't get the chance to listen to the interview. Um, now, my first question is, uh, obviously, you went to Boston University. You had a lot of success um, in your time there. Um, just talk a little about your experience with BU and what you took away from it. And looking back on it, how has it helped you uh, become a better person and hockey player today? 
Yeah, honestly, it's funny because thinking about college, like, I miss it so much. I remember in the summertime training with a bunch of college girls or coaching a bunch of college girls and, you know, kind of just giving them some words of advice before they're heading back to their seasons. And I'm telling them, I'm like, you got to enjoy every moment. I promise you it goes by so quick. And I remember saying that. I remember hearing a senior say that to me my freshman year. They're like, you got to enjoy every moment because it, it really does go by quick. And I think my time at BU, honestly, was incredible. And um, I learned so much, not only as an athlete, but, you know, as a person as well. And, you know, it's really helped set me up for my career. And, you know, as I continue to, you know, push my boundaries with hockey and um, school as well, like becoming a teacher, just realizing what college has done for me and those opportunities and how it's really helped prepare me for the real world. But um, I think from the hockey aspect and the hockey side of things, you know, getting the chance to be a part of, you know, hockey's championship team, that was probably one of my favorite memories at BU my freshman year, you know, being a freshman, uh, getting the chance to to win hockey East. Uh, I think that's probably goes down still as one of my favorite memories with my time there. And um, also just how tight knit the community was, you know, at Boston and um, having friends from all different sports teams, we all kind of support each other, you know, going to each other's games. And that's definitely something that I miss. And, um, you know, having that one big, you know, big family all the time. So um, I have a lot of uh, credits to go to Boston and I've learned so much and I really do miss it. So if anyone is in college still and listening to this, make sure you really enjoy every moment because it goes by so quick. It just flies by. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm heading into my junior year and yeah, I totally agree with you. It's been flying by pretty quick, but it also for me, I had to deal with the pandemic the last two years. So that's made it like fly by even more just because I feel like two years have been taken off just like that. For sure. Yeah. I know a lot of the girls that uh, get an extra year. I'm like, you know, I felt really bad because, you know, they missed year, the years with COVID, obviously really hard times for everyone through COVID, but to get that extra year to go back, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So um, it's nice that everyone's back playing, and um, I don't know about what it's like in the States, but here, you know, kind of slowly, COVID's kind of slowing down. So, um, yeah, I think it's really special. Have you had the chance to go back to BU? I know last time we talked, COVID happened, so you didn't get the chance to go back um, when you were planning on it, but I'm curious if you've had the chance to go back since then. I actually haven't. Um, we're in the works right now, a few of us, of planning a nice reunion. So I think we're actually trying to aim to go down maybe Marathon Monday a little bit sometime after that before the, the season's out. But, um, yeah, that's on our bucket list right now. We would, I love, I'd love to go back. Um, like I said, I love Boston. I love the city and, um, be awesome to catch one of the girls' games because, like I said, because of COVID, I haven't been back in a couple of years. So definitely miss BU. Does Coach DeRocher still call you on your birthday? <laughs> yeah, he does. He'll either call me or he'll send me a message for sure, just checking in. And he always wishes me a happy birthday. So um, he's great that way, always reaching out, always connecting. And um, I, I love his email we get from him on, ever so often. So, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy and a, a great coach. Now, just talk a little bit about some of the accomplishments that you had uh, in your time in college hockey. Um, obviously, like you said, you won a hockey's championship, but individually you uh, had a very successful career. So just talk a little about those accomplishments that you had individually and as a team as well. Yeah, I think, uh, like I mentioned, hockey's championship, that probably goes down as my favorite memory. And then, you know, me individually having some accolades, I think a lot of those, that credit goes out to the amazing, you know, players that I've had the chance to play with. Um, had some great line mates and some great teammates. And, um, you know, my rookie 
winning rookie of the year was pretty cool experience for me. Um, you know, obviously going into college hockey, you're super nervous. You know, it's a, definitely a change of pace. Um, it's a new game you have to adjust. So, um, I think for me, that was kind of helped with my confidence, but also, you know, made me keep pushing and wanting to get better, you know, going to the next seasons. And, um, eventually, you know, my senior year at BU, um, you know, just to be, you know, in rankings with some of the best players in the world, I think for me, that was really special. And, um, like I said, a lot of credit to the amazing people that I've played with there and, um, the staff and everyone that's kind of been a part of it. So I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it all without them. And how has your time with BU helped you as a pro hockey player today? Yeah, I think um, just, you know, it really helped me adjust to the professional level. I know like my senior year um, at Boston, something that I was really thankful for was, you know, um, the coaches just believing in me and putting confidence in me and really allowing me to to be the player that I am. And um, you know, allow me to use the skills that I know that I have. And I think that's something that I kind of took forward with me, having that confidence and, you know, playing my game. And I think that's something that I've taken forward into pro hockey and um, definitely just the the little things too as well. Like I still remember little comments that my coaches would say to me in, in college hockey and um, that I've taken with me moving into college or moving into pro hockey. But um, definitely a little bit of adjustment going to pro, um, you know, not only on the ice, off the ice as well. Obviously, you know, the resources and stuff like that was a little bit of a change for me my first year playing pro hockey. Um, I think we touched on that one last time I was actually on the podcast, but um, just that adjustment, um, that's that's something that I really worked hard towards. And um, but I definitely think college really prepared me for for pro hockey. Yeah, let's dive in a little bit to your pro hockey experience so far. So, so you joined the PWHPA in 2019. I'm curious what led you to join that association after the CWHL uh, folded. And did you have any other opportunities to go to other leagues, or was the PWHPA the one that you just wanted to join the most? Yeah, I definitely think there was there was some op- other opportunities. But for me, you know, at the time when the, the league folded, uh you know, I, growing up, I've always dreamt of playing in the NHL. And, you know, I looked up to players like Sidney Crosby and being a young kid, not realizing that, you know, that actually wasn't something that we could accomplish as females. And, you know, it wasn't a reality for us. And I think for me, one of the most important things was, you know, making sure that these young girls have these role models that they can look up to and they can turn on the TV and say, I'm going to be just like this girl or have a favorite team. Um, I think for me, that's the most important thing. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to join the PWHPA and um, just fight for, you know, the sustainability of a league and um, having a future with women's hockey. It's so important. And, um, you know, we have a lot of great talent and I think there's a lot to show. So it's important that we're getting that visibility. And um, I like to say, if you, if you can see it, you can dream it. So um, that's the most important thing to me. And that's one of the reasons why I joined the PWHPA. Yeah, and tell our listeners what the PWHPA is because it's a little bit confusing because it's not like mm-hmm. um, other leagues where there's like a bunch of different teams and you compete for a trophy. It's sort of yeah. like showcase events. So just talk about uh, what you guys do on a month-to-month basis and what your goal is at the end of the day. Yeah, so basically um, all of uh, us female athletes, female hockey players came together and we created an association and um, so basically what we do is there's a bunch of different showcases throughout the year where we'll go to different communities, both Canada, we'll go um, to places in the U.S. as well, and um, we'll compete. And so how it works is uh, we're all placed on a team. So I'm on Team Scotiabank. Um, there's four teams, 
and um, we will basically compete and get the chance to, you know, show what we can do on the ice and um, have people come watch us. And um, I think it's just really special getting the chance to go to different communities and play. And um, like for the past three years, we've been to a lot of really cool places and uh, we've gotten a lot of really good fans and we've made a lot of great progress. So I think for us, like biggest goal that we have obviously is creating that, um, you know, professional league. So in hopes that one day um, young girls can grow up and say, I want to play, you know, professional hockey and I want that to be my job. And um, I want to have all the proper resources that, you know, we deserve as, as female athletes. So I think that's really important. And um, that's what we're striving for every day. And we've made great strides and uh, I'm really excited for the rest of the showcases this year. Yeah, you guys have some upcoming events in Tampa Bay, Washington, D.C., and Ontario. Uh, what's it been like playing hockey in different areas of North America, trying to help grow women's hockey? It's been so awesome. I mean, last year we had the chance to go to a couple of really cool places. Washington was really cool. Um, but probably one of my favorite uh, was when we went to Peterborough. Um, just the atmosphere, the crowd. Um, it was so cool. You know, a lot of family friends can come out and watch and, um, but we've been to a lot of really cool places. We just most recently we were in Ottawa for a showcase and, um, Halifax Truro. So, um, we've been to a lot of really cool places. Definitely really excited to go to Tampa Bay and get some sun because I don't know <laughs> what it's like out there, but it's pretty cold here right now. So, um, really looking forward to that and getting the chance to, you know, play in, in different parts of the country. Yeah, have you noticed the growth of women's hockey since you started the PWHPA uh, versus now? Because obviously you're playing in, like, Tampa Bay isn't a hockey city, but I feel like you've definitely seen just the sport of hockey grow in that area. But how are you going to try to make women's hockey also be a part of that area as well? And I know that's one of the goals of the PWHPA, but have you seen that growth since you started is sort of my question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think about one of the first showcases that we had at a small rink in Toronto, like, I think it was Westwood and to see where we're at now playing in, you know, huge stadiums, filling the stadiums, tons of, you know, boys and girls coming to watch us play. I think it just goes to show how much our game is growing and it's continuing to grow. And every time we get the chance to go to like a new city or um, a new town, I think it's, it's really, really special, you know, going onto the ice, seeing all the young girls and, you know, with signs and um, just knowing that, you know, we can be role models to them. Um, I think that that's, just speaks volumes. And um, like I said, every time it just con- continues to grow and grow. And um, it's pretty amazing that we get the chance to go play in somewhere like Tampa and um, have that fan base and build that fan base there as well. And like you mentioned, you recently had an all-star event um, in Ottawa a few weeks ago. Uh, talk about that event and what it was like, because it was pretty cool to see like the best women's hockey players uh, have a showcase in an event like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Really well put together and obviously pretty cool that you get to play in the, where the Sens play. So, um, it was actually just a really, really fun weekend. Um, I got the chance to go in, uh, the all-star, um, skills comp. So I was in the fastest skater. So, um, to get the chance to, you know, try and keep up with coin or fasty, that was just, uh, a pretty cool, um, accomplishment in itself. And, um, just getting the chance to, to play in front of all the fans and, also, it was really cool to mix match with the teams and play with people that you don't usually get to play with. And um, I think that's 
also something that's really special about what we're doing is, you know, making those relationships with, you know, other teams. And um, maybe there's, you know, girls that are playing on your team that are from Team USA and um, just meeting new people like that, knowing that we have the same goal and we're trying to grow the game. I mean, that's, that's so special. So it was a great event and it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, what was your thoughts on your performance in the fastest uh, skater thing? I know Kendall Coyne not, is not just one of the fastest women's hockey skaters, but I think she beat some NHL players years ago. So uh, what was it like just watching her uh, show off some of her She speed? did. It was, honestly, it was awesome. We were just, I was kind of joking around before. We were doing a little warm-up lap, and I remember doing my warm-up lap. I'm like, wow, I feel pretty good. And then I saw Coyne go, and I was like, whoo. Thank goodness I'm going first. <laughs> so started the the skills comp first, but no, she's incredible. So fast, and honestly, it's so fun to watch. Uh, she's got some wheels out there, so it's pretty awesome to see. Now, obviously, the goal with the PWHPA is to create a sustainable league for women's hockey. I'm curious, since you've been with the association since the beginning, uh, what what at what point? Where are we now in the process of making that happen? And uh, what are some of the challenges you still have to face in order to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've definitely made great strides. Um, like we just mentioned earlier, you know, even getting the chance to go play in, you know, new towns, new cities and um, continuing to build that that fan base. And um, I think we've made great strides with the support that we've had. Um, it just it speaks volumes, you know, having um, all these NHL teams, you know, looking to support us and, um, you see people reaching out, supporting us. I mean, I mean, that means volumes. And I think we just continue to to keep growing. And um, like I said, I think it's it's really important that we are being those female role models for those girls and that they can see us playing at the top level and with the visibility. And I think definitely moving forward, um, continuing to make sure that we are visible for people to see, you know, we are broadcasted. And um, I think that's when it's going to really start to to build and um, I think that's when momentum will continue to move forward, but definitely really happy with the strides that we've made. And I think that, you know, we're going to continue to make them. And I'm just really confident in our group and, you know, all the work that, that they've put in. Now, I know you don't want to give, is there like a specific timetable to when you want the, this new sustainability to happen? Um, is there a point where you sort of want it to happen or is it sort of just an ongoing process as of right now? Yeah, I think it's definitely a process. I mean, you know, good things don't just happen overnight. So definitely think it's going to take time and we want to make sure that we do it right. So um, I think that's kind of where we're at and um, definitely no exact time frame. But like I said, good things take time and um, it's definitely not something that can just happen overnight. So. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed the one the progress that the league has made uh, since uh, you joined. I think one of the things I do enjoy, which you sort of mentioned, was how you how team top team USA players get to play with top team Canada players because you see it in the NHL all the time where like Crosby and Malkin and McAvoy and Bergeron with the Bruins, like guys who play in different countries, get to play on the same team. That's something that I sort of wanted to see with women's hockey. It's sort of cool that it's happening because it's cool to have Kendall Coyne and Renata Fast on the same team <laughs> versus like. Uh, uh, you know, Marie Philippine and Hillary Knight on the same team. I think you could sort of market that, and it's sort of cool to see those talented players get to play with each other. Yeah, no, it's super cool. It's a lot of fun, and um, it's just funny. Like, you you know, you grow up playing against all those people, and, you know, when you're playing for your country, they're your rivals, but, you know, when you're on the same team, it's it's pretty cool to share that, that moment with them and get to know new people and just play with new people as well. It's pretty awesome. Now, you've gotten the chance to play in the last two world champions. 
championships. Uh, speaking of your Hockey Canada experience since we last time we talked, I'm curious what are the, what's the process like for making Team Canada uh, for the World Championships, and how does that process work? Because obviously I'm assuming it was a little different uh, for the past few years just with all the pandemic stuff that's been going on. Yeah, um, this year, well, the pandemic year was a little bit different. Um, so I actually was named in 2020, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, so 2021 came along and um, we had basically both years. There's a big tryout camp usually um, in July because our world championship ended up falling in August. Um, so there's a big trio camp. We'll do fitness testing. Um, all of us girls come together. I think there was around 70 girls, maybe. And there was a, a lot of girls there and competing basically for a spot on the team. So we play a bunch of inner squad games where the coaches will watch us and evaluate us. Um, and then from there, they'll select a roster. Um, and then we usually have like a week camp where we'll kind of just train in Calgary. Uh, and then head to the World Championships. So this year we were in Denmark. So um, we ended up going to Copenhagen for about a week before the event. Um, it was a lot of fun, such an incredible city. And from there we went to Denmark where we um, played our World Championships. Yeah, when you get to put that Team Canada jersey on for the first time, uh, just describe the emotions you feel of getting the chance to represent your country because for a lot of women's hockey players, that's their dream is to get the chance to uh, play for their country in those big tournaments. So finally getting to accomplish that dream, uh, just how did that feel? Yeah, honestly, like it was incredible. Like anytime you get the chance to to put on that that Maple Leaf, it's just like a honestly a feeling that you can't really describe. And I know for me, just you know, knowing all the amazing people that have came before me, all the amazing athletes that have put on that jersey and to know that I get to put the jersey on and represent the country, my country and one of the best countries in the world for me, like it's just so special. And every time you get to put the jersey on, it's an honor and something that you can never take for granted. Um, but yeah, every time I get to put it on, I honestly just I get chills. It's it's an incredible feeling. Now let's talk about the 2021 World Championships because that was held in Calgary and you guys had to deal with a lot of pandemic restrictions um, for that tournament. Um, just talk about how you handled those challenges and uh, uh, was it hard and how did you sort of mentally get through that? Yeah, I think it was definitely very different. I mean, we were stuck in a hotel room for a quarantine before the tournament even started. Um, if I can recall, I think it was close to seven days. It might have even been more now. Um, but yeah, stuck in our hotel room, a lot of Zoom meetings, um, a lot of virtual calls and things to just keep us busy. As you can imagine, being in your hotel room for seven days before the tournament, um, definitely very challenging. But I think that's what made that world championship so special for me was just knowing all the adversity that we, we overcame and all the, the troubles that we went through that year with COVID and sometimes practicing with one or two people on the ice and, um, you know, wearing masks on the ice just all the things that came with COVID and um, to finally be able to you know put on the jersey and compete uh, we didn't play games for a long time like the rest of you know the world but um, to be able to play a game the game that we love again um, and to win gold on home soil was pretty special. How'd you stay in shape of uh, being in your hotel room for that long because I think I would forget cabin fever. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it was it was like challenging. Um, we were lucky to get a couple. We had some bikes in our room, so we were able to do some bike workouts, and uh, we had a bunch of bands. Honestly, just doing everything that we could. Like, 
any props that we could find in our hotel room, using it as, you know, weights and things like that, filling up backpacks with books and using that to do like workouts and um, honestly, just anything you can find. It, it really honestly opens your eyes to the amount of stuff that you can do with so little. So um, I think that was just a really cool experience. And it was nice that we were able to, you know, share that all together and, and come out with a gold. Now, obviously, your team won that gold medal in 2021 uh, when Marie Philpillon scored that OT goal. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw that shot go in and describe what it was like winning that tournament for the first time? Yeah, honestly, I still remember she took the shot and she came to the bench and I looked at her and she was like, it was in. Like she was telling us all it was in. And I was like, I believe poo. Like it was in. If she says it's in, it's in. And like shortly, like two seconds later, they blew the horn and we all celebrated. And honestly, such a special moment. Like I said, you know, going through COVID and everything like that to finally get to play again, being on home soil and to win gold. I think it was just, it really was a testament to the group that we had and um, making sure that everyone was prepared in those days that we weren't together. Uh, we like to call those the red days, making sure that, you know, we were doing the right things and so that when we were together as a group, um, we would be successful. So uh, pretty, pretty awesome. And I, I still remember the buzzer. Like I still get flashbacks to that, us all jumping off the bench and I think that was one of the first times we won gold in a while. It might have been like nine or ten years. So to be able to get that gold um, was pretty special. Yeah, my favorite reaction was probably Blair Turnbull coming <laughs> off the stressor <laughs> in the bench. That was pretty funny. Yeah, we were very excited. We had a few injuries in the pile. But, hey, now it's for good memories and for good laughs. And um it just goes to show how excited we were. So pretty, pretty funny. Now, in 2022, like you said, it was held in Denmark. Um, what is that country like, first of all, and how different was that World Championships compared to the one in 2021? Because I've never been to Europe before. Yeah, um, honestly, Denmark was really cool. Um, it was a really small town. I mean, Copenhagen, when we went there originally, we played a couple exhibition games. and um, But to go to, I think it was Herning, it was what it was called, if I can recall, um, in Denmark really small town. The rink was really cool. It was a smaller rink. Um, kind of, we weren't really used to that size of a rink. So it took a little bit of adjustment, honestly, at first to get used to it. Um, we're usually when you're in Europe, a lot of times you're playing on like Olympic size ice. So to play there definitely took a little bit of adjusting, but, um, overall it was a really cool rink and we had a lot of fans there. Um, so it was just a great experience and, uh, Denmark was a lot of fun and some great coffee shops. I think that's our, our team went to basically every coffee sh coffee shop in the city. So we enjoyed our time there for sure. And obviously you scored in that world championship. Um, talk about that goal and how it happened. And uh, do you go, do you get to keep the puck since it was your first um, international goal in this tournament like that? Yeah, for sure. I actually, um, I think I, yeah, I don't know if I, I can't remember honestly, like if I got that puck. Um, I think I might have got the puck for, like, my first international goal. I don't remember if I got my first world goal. I might have. I think I do have that puck. But uh, it was against uh, Team Japan, I think it was. Um, honestly, I think it was, like, in the first couple of minutes of the game. Like, we got a power play, and um, I remember Micah made me a really nice pass, and I just happened to kind of, like, pull it around the defender and, and shot top corner. So, um, I, I remember that was a pretty good feeling to kind of get my first goal at a, you know, senior world's championships. Um, definitely great play by, uh, my, my line mates on the power play there, but, 
um, yeah, it was pretty special to get the first get the first one under my belt. And obviously your team, once again, won that gold medal that year. Um, what does that medal mean to you versus the other one? And just talk about what it was like winning that um, world championship, because it was a little bit different. Obviously, Brianne Jenner scored those two goals in the second period, and that really sort of solidified Canada winning that game. So just talk about your reaction uh, from that tournament and how that one compared to the other one. And uh, just how you, when you look back on that tournament today, what moment? Yeah, first of all, I think pretty special getting a chance to go back to back. Um, I feel like that was just a really cool, cool experience for all of us. And um, especially coming off, you know, uh, the games for a lot of the girls and um, coming back and from the Olympics and getting to play and um, winning another gold um, was was pretty incredible, incredible. But I think both of them, honestly, any anytime you get to win a gold medal, it's it you know, the feeling is incredible. And I think it only just keeps getting better and better. And um, I just think for me, the most special part was the team that we had. Um, you know, we all just got along so well and, you know, they're all, they're all your family. So to get to win with them and to celebrate, I think that's what you remember the most. So we had a lot of great times and um, just a great team and um, we had a lot of fun. Where do you keep those medals today? <laughs> In my room, actually. Yeah. So I just, I keep them on. I have like, um, I don't know, like a, I would call it like a bulletin board, I guess, with like little pegs, and I just have them hanging on the pegs. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Do you get a medal for the hockey's championship or no? Because that'll be cool to add that one to the. the yeah, uh, we um we actually got really cool necklaces for winning hockey's. Um, so I still have that. That's still in my room. Um, we got a cool hat. Um, there was a couple other things that we got. A couple of cool sweaters and couple of memorabilia like that. So, yeah, all that stuff is kind of hanging in my room. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see the Team Canada jersey. I'm curious, do you get to keep um, – obviously, this is going back to college hockey, but do you get to keep your college hockey jerseys at all? Because I don't know if, like – maybe I feel like you guys <laughs> get new jerseys every game, but I don't know if you wear the same ones throughout the entire season. Yeah, Um. so it's actually kind of a funny story about my jersey. So I looked everywhere for my jersey, and I could not find it. And I thought I lost my – I was so upset. I remember messaging BD and I was like, look, I need a new jersey. Like, I can't find my jersey. And I remember one was being auctioned off and I was like, look, I need to win this jersey. Like, I need my Boston jersey. But um, I actually ended up finding it. So we did get to keep one of our jerseys. We got to choose which color we wanted. So we had white and red. Um, I ended up choosing the white jersey, I think. Yeah, the white jersey. I just thought it looked so cool and kind of matched with everything. So um, I picked that jersey, but yeah, we only got to keep one one of our college jerseys, so it's pretty special and happy that I found the jersey for sure. <laughs> what did you do with the other one? Um, the other one, I'm not really sure what they do with it. I think maybe um they keep it or like for I don't know different purposes. Maybe they auction it off or donate it or um, maybe like hang it up somewhere for us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. That's a good question. No, because I see sometimes like the players' jerseys being sold online. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I'm, <laughs> I highly doubt some of these players like are aware of that happening, which uh, is something yeah. that I'm always curious about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually very curious about that too. <laughs> Not sure where they go. Yeah, I like the red one more than the white one personally. I think the red looks cool. Um, just because yeah. you know it's BU when you when you watch That's hockey true. games. Yeah, I actually I'm gonna have to go look after to see which color I have, but I'm pretty sure it was the white one. Yeah. 
but the red is really cool. I love BU colors. Like my favorite is the white gloves with the, the old, um, I think they changed the helmet now, but when I was playing, we had like the old school, I think it was like a Bauer 4,500 helmet. So yeah, thought it made our style look pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like they're getting new jerseys every year, so you must be jealous. I, know. I don't know if you saw the frozen I school ones. I, I assume if you're an alumni, you're pr- probably a little pissed at BD for not letting you guys wear that when you played. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I saw their uh, third jerseys, and I was like, I want one of those. I have to go take one when I go back. <laughs> you should, you should. I don't know if they sell them at the bookstore or not, but you probably, since you, since you probably have special access um, at Walter yeah. Brown, so you can probably find one. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Now talk about the U.S. versus Canada rivalry from a Canadian's perspective, because that's obviously the team you always play against in these big international tournament fun finales. Uh, as a from American perspective, I always feel like we're trying to prove people that we're also a hockey country like Canada because you guys have dominated for so long. I'm curious what it's like uh, from a Canadian perspective. Yeah, um, I think any time that you get to play the U.S., I mean, it's like that's what kind of that's what we play for. I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but for me, like, it's the best rivalry in hockey. And um, I think what makes it even more special is just, you know, how incredible all of us are with coming together, like I was mentioning earlier, um, you know, sticking as one to create a professional league. But then when we get on the ice, it's like it's go time. And um, like I said, anytime you get to put on the Canadian jersey and you get to play for your country, I mean, just such great pride. And I think the emotions are always high when we play the U.S. because, um, you know, they're challenging games and um, we're all very competitive. So um, it's definitely uh, a lot of fun playing them. And I think we all really look forward to those games. And you guys have obviously been on a roll the past few tournaments, winning gold medals. And I think the last U18, last Olympics, last World Championships. Uh, so how do you guys try to maintain that consistency? And is there any pressure with that? Yeah, honestly, I don't think there's uh, – I don't really think – obviously with winning comes pressure a lot of times to keep on performing. But um, I think for us more it was just making sure that we're doing the things and um, the time that we're not together, that's going to help us be successful when we do come together and um, making sure that we're putting in the work and um, just holding ourselves accountable. I think that's that's the biggest part and the biggest aspect of it. And once we come together as a group, um, you know, just making sure that um, we're doing everything the right way and getting better every day and um, really taking full advantage of that time that we do have. And um, I think that's something that, you know, if we work hard and, um, you know, we all, like I mentioned earlier, we're all such a tight knit group. So um, we all want what's best for each other and we all want to win. So I think that's what's really helped us have success over these uh, past couple of years and hopefully continue to to do so. So we're now in the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Now for non-hockey segments, uh, I try to find some interesting questions that you might like, but I'm also going to give my perspective on them as well, except for a few, just because I'm obviously not on the Canadian women's national team. So uh, awesome. first one is, uh, what is the most interesting thing uh, you've seen or read this week? Oh, seen or read this week. Um, well, that's a hard one. Um, probably something funny that one of the kids have done in the classroom. Um, yeah, these, the kids are doing this new thing now with their nose where they'll like push all their notes together and it makes it look like they have no nose. And I think it is the funniest thing ever. I don't know where they got it from. Um, but every morning they come in and they're like, Miss Bob, click on me, my magic trick. So, um, probably honestly something that one of the kids have said to me, like they never seem to phase me. Like they're just hilarious. Um, 
yeah, that's probably something funny I've seen. <laughs> I think for me, it was probably I read this book about John Wilkes Booth and how he escaped for theater after killing uh, Abraham Lincoln and just how they found him. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's pretty interesting how they like found him and like just the whole situation surrounding that. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm surprised they've never made a movie about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds really cool. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's a book called Manhunt. It's like it's a long book, but if you ever get the chance to read it, it's a pretty pretty fun read. So I wonder if they have an Audible. I'm really into Audibles nowadays. <laughs> I'm, throw I'm, it on and. No, I'm that way, too, but I also, like, need the book to, like, read. I can't just listen to it, so that's my whole thing. That's awesome. What is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? That's a hard one. Um, honestly, I haven't done anything too crazy, like, too spontaneous. This is actually just, like, kind of a throwback, kind of a funny story, and because my dad still talks about it all the time, but I remember I was in, me and my brother, uh, we were in the grocery store one time, and we were young. I was maybe, like, seven years old, eight, or no, maybe a little older than that, like, ten years old. My brother was pretty young, and I remember there was an Austin Matthews, or maybe it was a Sidney Crosby um, picture frame of him, like, scoring the game-winning goal, throwing his, like, hands up in the air at the Olympics. And I remember to my brother, it was, like, said it was, like, an auction or something. So uh, my brother was like, let's put a bid in. So it was like going for like $385. So me and my brother just put like 400 bucks. And I still remember getting a call from the grocery <laughs> store. My dad gets a call from the grocery store. And they're like, congratulations. Like you won the, the sign uh, picture. And my dad was so mad. He's like, I cannot believe you guys just did that. It would cost him $400 for this picture of Crosby. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's still hanging up in our basement. But um, that was pretty pretty funny story my dad still talks about that all the time yeah that is pretty funny i try not to forget remember that goal um because (laughs) i was huge i was that was like how i really got into hockey was watching that 2010 usa team because ryan nord was an absolute beast patrick kane like (laughs) and uh, when crosby scored that goal that legitimately broke my my heart it was it was tough to see like everyone hears all the canadian stories about it but i'm like you gotta remember us americans about that that was pretty tough moment (laughs) yeah that was yeah, that was one I'll never forget, for sure. But I'm a big Bruins fan, and they won the Cup the following year, so that sort of made things a lot better. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I honestly, like, started to become a Bruins fan, you know, going to school in the States, and um, I just remember, like, watching them, like, growing up, and I was always, like, Bruins, Leafs, Rivals. Like, I don't like the Bruins, but um, a lot of the kids that went to – the boys that went to BU got drafted to the Bruins, which made me kind of like them even more, so – I'm a, I'm a, I like the Bruins. Not as much as the but pretty big. Bruins. Yeah, I understand. I understand. There's a couple of BU. I'm trying to think. Um, Grizzlick and Coyle and McAvoy. So they have a yeah. lot of BU players on that team still. Yeah, the most spontaneous thing that I've ever done is probably just go to a hockey game, like, last minute. That's usually, I, I have nothing, like, crazy, like, uh, yeah. like buying a $400 picture or anything like that. <laughs> that's so, that's awesome. Speaking of Boston, what's your favorite part about Boston? Uh, for me, it's probably just the sports scene. Um, it's just I feel like it's unlike any other city. Um, maybe maybe I'm a little bit biased on that, but uh, what's your favorite part about the city? No, honestly, that's a good one. Like that's probably up there for me. Second, I'd probably have to say is the food. Huge seafood girl. Like every time I go to Boston, um, I'm always getting seafood and lobster, and it's so good. Like all the food places there. Like you go to the North End, and I'm just like. 
in paradise. Like the food is amazing. So probably the food. <laughs> now this question I can't. An- well, I guess I could answer this question, but who has the best style on the Canadian national team? Like pregame outfits, because I see you guys pull up with some pretty cool outfits before games. Oh, I'll that's a this hard one because I honestly feel like everyone has such incredible style and. Um, what I really like is everyone really expresses themselves in their own way, and I think everyone has their own kind of style, but I've seen some pretty cool outfits. Uh, Nursey is always showing up with some cool stuff, always giving that girl compliments on her outfits. Um, who else? Pooh's always got some good outfits, and Mellow's got some good outfits. Honestly, everyone's got some, some pretty good ones. Um, Emma always has some good ones that she amazes us with. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pick one. I got to go with a couple. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably say Sarah Nurse. I think she might have the best style in all of hockey, honestly. Like, <laughs> um, you can make a case for that. And I feel like she always changes it up every game, and I feel like you guys sort of follow her lead. Just that seems what it seems like from an outside perspective, but I could be wrong on that. But I definitely got to say her. I really I really admired the uh, effort she puts into her pregame fits. Yeah, no, she's definitely – she's got some great style. I always go to her for some style advice. <laughs> Awesome. Who is the most underrated female hockey player, in your opinion? Ooh, so for me, um, I don't really like the word underrated, so I wouldn't really say underrated. But for me, if I could say someone who I feel like deserves a little bit more recognition, and um, for me, it would probably have to be like Jocelyn The Rock. I think she's MVP every time in my eyes, and um, just someone who's not only the most amazing defender, but just such a great person, such a great leader, and. She's honestly someone that, like, I just watch every game, and I'm like, wow, this girl is so good. Um, growing up, always looked up to her, and um, just don't like going against her. So when we play Team Adidas, I'm like, go easy on me. <laughs> yeah. I think for me there's two players, uh, either Kristen Campbell. I think she's one of the best goalies um, Canada has to offer. It's just so hard because you have Anne Renee Dispinay and all. It's like you have so many great goalies in Canada, but I think Kristen Campbell um, definitely doesn't get enough recognition for how good of a goalie she is. And then mm. – uh, Good and answer. Then I'll, I love that. And then I'll also say uh, Rebecca Leslie because you did play with her in college, and she was a great player, and she's still killing it now. So th- those are my two picks. Yeah, those are great choices, both Becca and uh, and Soupy. Um, yeah, it was great getting the chance to play with Becca, and um, honestly, miss playing with her. I think we've had a we had a lot of chemistry together, and we just played so well together. And uh, it would be pretty awesome to get the chance to play with her again. Hopefully, bring back some good BU chemistry, maybe one day, but. Um, Soupy as well. I think she's an incredible goalie and she's, she's one of my good friends and just honestly such a funny human. She's a great human. So now, uh, what are your thoughts on the podcast since we last had you on? Honestly, uh, I, when you messaged me to come on the podcast right away, I was like, yes, get me on. Um, it's incredible to see the following that, that you guys, that you've had. And, um, I think it's just continuing to grow. And honestly, it's a lot of fun every time I get to come on. So I, I appreciate you for asking me again. And, uh, we always have the best conversation, so it's a good time. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. I feel like last time we had you on, you were sort of, like, underrated, but now you're sort of a celebrity now. So I was sort of <laughs> like, maybe she wouldn't come back on. But I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. And uh, uh, is there any guests that we should have on in the future from former BU teammates or maybe some Team Canada players? I was going to say Soupy. If you want a good laugh, that girl will give you a good laugh anytime, any day. She's she's my best buddy all last year. and. Um, she, she'll never seem never like always going to give you a good laugh. So she's, she's awesome. And she'd be someone that'd be really fun to, to interview for sure. You got to uh, have her on the podcast. 
<laughs> we try. We try to get as many players on as possible. So um, we'll definitely keep trying uh, and see if uh, she might respond or not. So some, it's hard when you're not in – I'm not really in the hockey world, so it's hard when you're not in the hockey world to get those connections. So that's sort of what I'm trying to do is get those connections as best I can. So uh, I'm really trying my best. That's all I can say. I'll put in a good word. I'll thank tell you, Soupy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anything, uh, so normally when we end the podcast, uh, we usually like to ask, um, uh, if you have any shout outs, but if there is any shout outs you want to give, feel free to do that. But if there's anything you want to talk about now, the floor is all yours. So, um, uh, just, you can say whatever you want. Um, I really, I'm just curious if there's anything on your mind that you want to talk about, whether it's hockey or non-hockey. Um, no, like, I think we, we, we touched on a a fair amount and, um, I appreciate you asked me to come on because any time I get the chance to you know kind of bring up the college days it it honestly brings back such amazing memories for me and um I I just miss it so much and I miss college and I like going back and and talking about the stories and because those are the things that you're going to remember for the rest of your life and some of the best four years of your life so anytime you get the chance to kind of reminisce on that I I never going to say no to that opportunity so uh, like I said like I appreciate you for having me on and um some great questions some great topics and great conversations so um yeah I don't know if I have too much more to say but um yeah I I appreciate it and hopefully we can chat again soon well thank you once again Victoria for coming on I really appreciate it um I admire you a lot as a player but you're also one of the best people I've ever met so I just want to let you know that but thanks again and uh yeah no I definitely um will be rooting uh for your success in the near future. And I wish you nothing but the best for your future hockey endeavors and obviously off the ice as well with your teaching. Um, it's really cool that you are trying to make an impact on the youth. That I think that's definitely something to admire. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It means a lot. You, I've been trying hard to keep my cool. But when you need, there's nothing that I When you're walking in, I know it's true